It's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Here's a couple of other crazy things, Josh, that I was just thinking about. About dovetailing from our conversation with T-Row in the crossover. Everyone is always like, oh, look what happened to Nebraska. Again, Nebraska, once it went to the Big Ten, had the same record, and actually it was it was, it was was better than they did in the Big 12 when they got to the Big Ten. They went, they were in the top 25, they went 7-1 and one in conference, just missed the conference championship game. After, oh, by the way, going 6-2 and two in the Big Ten, or Big 12. So everyone's like, oh, you're going to have happened to you. What, what happened to Nebraska? And like, well, N- Nebraska had four winning seasons and three and a half, I guess. They fired Bo Pelini and hired Mike Riley. And I think this is more of a Mike Riley thing than it is a anything else or leadership. A&M. Well, if you go to the SEC, it could be A&M. Do you know what A&M did in their first year in the SEC? The mighty vaunted SEC after splitting the Big 12. Do you know what they did in their first year in the SEC, Josh? They went 11-2 and and finished fifth in the country. I just... Johnny Manziel season? Yeah, I mean, kind of helped have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. But my point is this whole, oh, my God. Oh, I was never more fired up. Missouri. Missouri. Let's go look. Hold on. I did not do Missouri because Missouri was terrible in the in the Big 12 down the stretch after Chase Daniel left. Well, and let's look here. They won a couple of SEC East titles, did they not? Uh, indeed, they did. Early. Uh, the, how about this? How, how about this with Missouri? Right? And they had a pretty good run in the Pinkle era from what would we go? Uh, what would, would we go back to about 07? Whenever things really started cooking yeah. for Coach Pinkle. Yeah, mid-2000s, they started being a bowl team. Now, they struggled when they first got there. But in the second and third seasons of Oak, of, of Missouri in the SEC, they want to combine 23-5, and five, which is a better two-year stretch for Missouri Tiger football as an overall record, two seasons combined, than any other two-year stretch in the history of their freaking program. Wow. Now do Colorado. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Hold on, let's see. Let's just do Colorado. Right. My well, point, I don't think it went as well for Colorado. No, it did not. It did not. My, my point is this this whole comparison, and, and, it's, and as we welcome you to the Plank Show, I don't mean to come out like hot on the show today, and I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on the, the SEC because we had OU winning a big hoops game last night that it desperately needed. Nicole May is coming on the show at 10 a.m. this morning. Um, we've got draft stuff that I want to get into because it is draft season in my mind. And and the very first text message I had this morning was from Quinn. And, you know, one of the stars of the program, Quinn Watson. Is that a real picture of what the new baseball bags are going to look like in the old ones? Or am I currently being trolled right now? Is that, is that what's happening have you seen the pictures of the new bags? No, I haven't. Where do I need to look? Um, I think this could be like – I listen, this year, I was just telling TJ it, we've made a commitment as a show to follow baseball closer than we ever have. Now, I want to also make this very clear. This is the same commitment we've made. How many years have we done this now, Josh? Seven, eight years running? Yeah, right. we've – 
We've been committing for a little while. Right, right. And it's all, you know, as a tribute to our buddy Steve Marshall, we want to give him the best baseball coverage possible. But every year, for some reason, maybe we blame the Royals, maybe we blame my arrogance as a Dodger fan, whatever it might be. Um, it's just we stumble. At some point, it's like, yeah, did you see baseball was going on last night? Well, you're busy with softball season. Right. And then, you know, you've got all the Iowa stuff, so it's crazy, right? We're busy. And we, we sometimes lose track, but I'm more committed this year to Major League Baseball. So I saw these ba- – because I'm a Rangers fan now in addition to the Dodgers. I got to root for my man Mike. I got to make sure the Rangers win. But I uh, I saw the picture of the bases, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Well, the one can, the can, one is, isn't it? it? Quinn, is that a joke that you sent me or not? Where it's like – 14 times larger. That one right there? Yeah. I don't oh, is think that a joke? I don't okay. think that's real. All right, Mike. Quinn, we may, we may have been trolled. There's no way that can be right. There's no way the base back, the bases can be <laughs> it's that not. big. Yeah. Okay, it's, good. It's not. Oof. So we got that to get to a little bit later on in the program. But here here is my point. Here is my foot. Uh, my point. Is you adapt to your surroundings. And... You either continue to grow up, get bigger, get stronger, get faster. Um, in, in every walk of life, allow me to be Professor Plank here for just a second. Or I guess it would be like Psychologist Plank. In every walk of life, you either grow or you stagnate. You either get better or you stay the same, if not even regress. And you do so by having a great plan, having a great inner drive, having the skill set to accomplish those goals. And then most importantly, there's a certain matter of adaptation that needs to take place. You've got to adapt things you do. And I have no doubt that Oklahoma will continue to adapt. It's just, it's it's the game. Okay, so you mentioned Colorado. Um, so we would go Colorado football year by year. The point is every... The point of it all is everyone freaking out. It's like, oh, gosh, what are we going to do? Look what's happened to A&M. Look what's yeah, well, they, that's their fault. They were fine when they went into the SEC. Actually better. They were better when they when they played in the SEC in, for what I say for Missouri, two of their first four, right away for A&M. They showed that they can compete. Their problem is they didn't follow through. It's not a Big Ten thing with Missouri, with. Uh, Nebraska, it's a Nebraska thing why they are. They can compete in the Big Ten. Well, and look, Nebraska's not not playing juggernauts now. No, no, absolutely. No! The Big Ten is soft outside of Ohio State. Iowa. And, oh, no, Iowa's hard. No, let's not mess. We don't want to mess with that. Do we, any team would take that defense. but And that offense. Um, Ohio State and, you know, Michigan. Penn State's getting there. It's kind of the same in the SEC. Alabama, Georgia, and then that third can rotate, right? Eh, it'll be a year when it's Florida, but I would have played Florida this year and felt fine about it. Uh, Tennessee this year. but Would you play Tennessee last year? Hell yeah, I would. Um, it, and then all of a sudden this year they become a juggernaut. I mean, it's just – ah, it's the people not, that are freaking out are lo- making me lose my mind. It's a step up. There's no doubt, generally speaking, I, I think it's a step up. The quality of opponent that's – both coming to Norman and that you get to go visit. Oh, yeah, it's big time. You know, it's great. 
But let's not act like it's Alabama and Georgia nine weeks out of the season. That's been the if there is one thing that Toby has said consistently, and that I won't lie to you, I've I've latched onto quite a bit. It is the whole you you go to everyone acts like these stadiums in in the SEC for baseball are just so elite, and there might be one or two, but you go to some of them, like Florida, what Florida baseball has what well, we got over here. Mitchell Park laps that. You know, there's just there's not. Well, I don't want to use like some sort of crude analogy, but so I'll I'll stay as non-blue as I can. PC. <sighs> and this one would have really got us in trouble. So, let we pretend like everything over there is 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 diamonds and and pearls and gold when it's not always the case. Hey, is it going to be tougher? You bet. Chris Plank isn't telling you that you slide right in there and you're going to be okay. But literally a handful of quick little Google searches or a slight bit of research will let you know that this wasn't really an issue with those teams going to the conference. It was an issue with those teams being able to step up their level consistently because they went in as winners. Missouri had a losing season its first year. What I say, the next two years in the SEC, two years, Missouri had their most combined wins as a program in a two-year stretch in the entire history of the, of, of the school playing football. Quit, quit acting scared. With that in mind, here was Colorado. <laughs> Colorado, by the way, when they jumped to the Pac-12, was coming off a three and nine and five and seven season. They were two and six and two and six overall. Yeah, I mean, they likewise had been bad. Oh gosh, Dan Hawkins, I forgot about that. It's the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, that that was actually peak Colorado. I take it back. Um, so when they moved after going eight and sixteen in their previous two seasons and four and twelve in conference play, Colorado won a combined four and twenty-one uh, and three and fifteen in their first two seasons in the Pac-12. So, hey, obviously the stage of the Pac-12 was too big. <laughs> there's Don't ex- want to go there. There's exceptions to every rule, people. <laughs> I I forgot that uh, Colorado actually has had a ten-win season over the last. Uh, 15 years. With uh, with our man from Michigan State, Mel Tucker, right? No, uh, Mike McIntyre. Mel Tucker coached one season at Colorado. Were they any good? They went 5-7. and seven. <laughs> If any guy hired by Michigan State. All right, anyway. Well, my apologies to give Mel Tucker any more credit than he possibly deserves. say, look at you building him up. I like it. I like it. All right. I've um, never seen anybody win less and get more, more praise. The uh, there's a lot of people like that. You're seeing it a lot in in TV broadcasters now. Uh, for let me give another for instance. There, just scatter thought off the top of my head while I'm watching. Get up. Do you have a problem whenever some of these experts that are not? Pl- I don't know why this is weird. I don't have a problem with a player like Dan Orlovsky. I can listen to Dan Orlovsky. Right? He didn't have a Hall of Fame career. But I like listening. He was in the league. I like, and he he presents it in a way to where I'm not made to sound stupid or feel stupid if I don't understand something. Um, but when it's a coach, like I'm watching Herm Edwards this morning, and I'm like, I don't care what you have to say. You literally imploded a program at Arizona State, and look, look at the teams outside of what maybe like a couple good seasons with the Jets. Yeah, Rex Ryan is another example. 
Like, I'm trying to watch the Super Bowl pregame on ESPN Sunday, and I'm watching Rex Ryan. I'm like, why do I trust you? Why do I want – and I get I it. I don't. I get it. There's a certain sense of, well, not everyone that's good is good on TV, and that's fine. Rex Ryan's very comfortable behind a camera, but, dude, it's just becoming harder and harder. Herm, I don't know why. Rex, I because I loved Herm Edwards before he went off to the college game. We play his cuts on the big show, and I love me some Herm Edwards. I wanted him to be the coach of the Raiders. Um, but now after Arizona State, it's like, dude – what the? Well, that just never made sense. That right? So that's not that's not even Herm Edwards' fault. That was a stupid hire by them. Do I need to be more forgiving? Like, for instance, yes, you should. With Mike, Herm, okay, with Herm, okay. How about this? Rex? Tear him apart. When Mike Mayock shows up on the draft and tries to tell you what a team needs to do with a draft pick, how can you? Or 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 is evaluating a player? He's like, oh, this kid out of so and so. I would draft him if I could. Well, you also drafted Henry Ruggs and had a C.D. Lamb. You know, I mean, I'm just – so is this a me problem? I, no, I, that's reasonable. Okay, all right. Just want to Like, I couldn't do Urban Meyer I, I think, on college football this year. I couldn't do him. I think the point that you've made here is that, generally speaking, if you're a former GM or – Coach. Yeah, it's probably if you're on TV, it means you weren't very successful. Like, you know, In it's a funny. lot of cases. I kind of dug Sean Payton this year, but even I was like, you're still under contract with the Saints. I mean, what what are you doing? You guys were not good one year after Drew Brees, and you bailed. I guess I got to get rid of some of these pre – and this is, I guess, old man off my lawn stuff too that's starting to occur in my life. But they'll start telling, well, here's what I think they should do. And I literally will yell at the TV during a commercial break in here, why do, why do I care what you're going to tell me? You failed in everything you did as a coach. Why do I care what your opinion is on this? Well, I've been through the battles, and I've done this. I'm like, yeah, and y'all were terrible at it, too. And you lost the battle. And you lost the battle. I mean, Mayock, we're, we're like on our eighth rebuild because of you. And I'm sure they're like, well, you know, we found Max Crosby. Okay, you got one. You got one. And then, gosh, you know who's making me so angry right now, too, is Mike Tannenbaum. They keep rolling Mike Tannenbaum out, who was terrible as a general manager. Terrible. I did. Who's who's the um? There, there's one other guy that's all over the place that was okay, but still, whenever he starts talking about, well, you know, if I was in that position, I'd do this. I'm like, no, I. You're like, no, do the opposite. Do the opposite. <laughs> Don't I mean, if, if I'm sitting, if I'm Brett Veach or Chris Ballard or Dave Ziegler or whomever, and I see um. Mike Mack say, I really like this guy. I'm like, get the guy off our board. <laughs> Yank his name down now. Get him off. The- this is what happens whenever it's the football offseason and I'm still consuming football content like it's the middle of the season. I apologize. All right, 918 on the Plank Show. When we come back, let's talk about last night. What a win for the Oklahoma Sooners over Kansas State. Plus, in about 45 minutes from now, Nicole May, Sooner stand-up pitcher, will join us right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Buick family. It's having one of those, oh, we're on the air moments, sorry. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the on the ref. Oh, my gosh. This is where I get mad. This is where we need to turn the TV off in studio. I'm sitting here, and they're having a debate about who made their sports more exciting, Steph Curry or Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, can Mahomes just 
enjoy the Super Bowl? Can he just live? Can he just have a life for a second? Just let us both breathe. Here's uh, Christopher Russo, who probably will not pronounce Steph Curry's first name right. I'm not kidding. What will he say? Uh, he, he always calls him like Stefan or Stephen Curry. He'll, he'll do the. Well, I know Steph Curry. Stephen Curry is the right way, but he'll like do Stefan or he's done oh. Stephen before. Stephen Curry. Yeah, yeah. He's got some doozies. And then, of course, is it intentional? There's JJ Reddick to call him an old man. Oh no, no, no! He has no idea. Like he knows who the guy is. Mad Dog does. Mad Dog. He knows who the guy is. It's just. Yeah. A slip. He was calling Elon Musk Tusk the other day, and it was oh, dying laughing. I guess, I guess <laughs> it's just thing. It, though, He's guess. earned it, right. He's Hall of Famer. But that's not what we're here for, Josh. <laughs> we're here to talk about Oklahoma finding a way last night. So, just general thoughts. Sooners come away with a big dub. And, honestly, there, there were parts of the second half where, in my, in my mind, I was like, oh, you uh." You haven't scored in a while. And I keep waiting for that margin to decrease and decrease, and it just doesn't. I mean, they played some damn good defense last night. Sorry. They played some really good defense some last night. Darn good. They were just – they were out there just being all kinds of physical. No, I, they were playing really good defensively, I thought, at times last night. Well, and the start to the second half, right? Huge. Start to the second half really was sort of the ultimate – story of the game, but if we want to be box scores, sleuths. Go for it. Look, I mean, it's it's fascinating, isn't it, when you don't turn it over 24 times. What can happen? So turnovers down from 24 to 11 as you, you make the lap around the Kansas schools here. And then they shot it well. They, they shot it really, really well. The game was 36 all at the half. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, well, wait a minute. This is a 10-point game. In the first, what, four minutes of the second half, it's uh, it's 48-38 Sooners. And you were getting contributions from just about everyone. Uzan hits a three. Milo Uzan hits a three. Uh, Tanner Groves hits a three. Um, gets some free throws. Grant Sherfield hits a three. And the defense of Jalen Hill really kind of led to all of it. You know, with the problem – for Kansas State has been heading into this game last night. It's been turnovers. They'd really struggled turning the ball over. And, um, yeah, that kind of played itself out a little bit last night, but not to the degree that it had the games before. I mean, they only turned it over 14 times, which, again, in any double-digit number is high. But as soon as we're able to take advantage of it, man, I was fired up about last night for Oklahoma. Before we hear from, before we hear from Porter Moser, in a conversation that doesn't involve other jobs. Anything else that kind of caught your eye? Well, th- this is not the game itself, but I thought it was so cool last night. You know, it was senior night at Norman North. Mm-hmm. Porter Moser and the family were there. At Norman North? Before they tipped off the boys' game, and then he zipped back. Oh, wow, To go coach cool. the, the K-State game. And it didn't it, – it, like, as we were getting set to broadcast, you know, you're in between – the varsity girls action and varsity boys, and they're recognizing all the seniors. And uh, we're, we're calling the, the boys game a little bit later after that plank, and I'm like looking through the stands, wonder where Coach is sitting at. And it occurs to me, oh, Oklahoma, I forgot. They're playing a game tonight. How was he here at senior night? So I just thought that was really, really cool that he did that for his son. And then obviously 
uh, he, he's rewarded with his team's play last night. It's one of the best games they played all season. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I was impressed, man. I was fired up. I was fired up. So so was Porter Mose. Here is Porter afterwards. Talking about Oklahoma getting the win. Yeah, well, I thought what we grew was we talked about, you know, handling runs, handling and bouncing back. And let's just take the, 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 this game. We jumped out really well again, um, like we did the other night against Kansas. And then Kansas State came right back, punches right back in the mouth and took the lead. Um, and that's what Kansas did. And we were down 13 at half. We fought back and then tied it. That was a good thing. And I thought the guys came out in the second half. Um, I thought our second half defense was very good. Um, they're, I mean, they're so hard to guard. Uh, Noel and then Johnson, um, they got their length. Um, so I, I just, they're, they're really tricky to guard. There's a reason why they're so good. Um, but I was, I, was, I was proud of our guys and how we, we fought back after we got punched in the face. We've seen us get that snowballed before, um, in, in some recent games, and we didn't tonight. Well, just, just, you know, take the older three, Jalen, Tanner, and Grant. Those three, the last time they played really well together, like all three had a good night, was Alabama. That was the first, the last thing. And then throwing Lowe's in there. Um, I thought Grant had his best floor game since he's worn a Sooner uniform. Yeah. Every, everything you've looked at Grant was it was all about winning. The ball went where it needed to go. He had six assists. Um, he had a bunch of other ones that led to fouls. Uh, and, you know, I can tell they switched covers. He walks up to me, goes, they're icing. Uh, Tanner and so I mean he came up to or they're icing me they just switched and so all of a sudden he, we called an action I looked at him and we got Tanner hit a three he was just so locked in he had eight rebounds best overall communication game that he's had I thought Lowe's did some really good things he's shooting the ball well um, got a little foul trouble um, I thought Bijan made three nice offensive plays he got a steal and in, in, in that eight to four minute area but uh, it was good to see us um, have multiple guys play well in the same night. There's uh, Porter's first two answers from last night. Yeah, you uh, you gotta you gotta give him credit where credit is due. There hasn't been much that has changed about his intent and focus, has there? I mean, this is a guy that even gave one of the best answers this season to a question about jobs and other gigs. I mean, he. Shot he pretty, it down. He shot it down, and he pretty locked in. So, well, and that's a nice little response afterwards, right? Oh, absolutely. And I guess did, did he share those thoughts ahead of the Kansas game, or was that? Um, I think he he did on the coach's show. I think he kind of brought it up. So, but neither here nor there. Let's right. let's say that he shared those thoughts and then went out and thumped Kansas State. Let's live in that world. I think he felt pretty confident about it. But no, it's it's a huge win. And you know the crazy thing is, if you could just string a couple together, coming down the stretch. I know that this prolonged bad stretch has been so bad that uh, obviously it's got you way on the outside looking in for the moment. But that picture can change rapidly in this league. Yes. Oklahoma, is that me? I'm sorry. Oklahoma, That's the excitement right there. You heard did it. Did you hear how juiced it is? I mean, again, I, I had promised myself that I wasn't going to mention anything um, anything related to the net rankings or bracketology. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do the at-large bid thing? Not going to do it yet. But as we have seen, that picture can change rapidly, right? Both Oklahoma – and Texas Tech are still in the top 
65. But you you start, and that's not necessarily good. Yeah, but that's that's, that's not, not bad. Terrible. It's not necessarily like you're a top 20 team right now. And they're not. Neither is Tech. But my point is, you can go as quickly as we've seen teams go from hero to zero. You can go the exact opposite way with where this conference is as far as its power. Now, that means you've got to win some games that you haven't shown you can win consistently and you can't afford any hiccups, but, you know, you never want to say never. In fact, uh, I think Bob Prisbillo asked him about it, and I thought it was really good because most of the conversations in college basketball center around the bubble and kind of how you feel about things and what's going to kind of be the mindset going the rest of the way, and I thought this was – I think this is actually the question in it too. Let's see here. I'm going to be looking at the glass half full. Oh, yeah, here it is. Here's what Porter's looking at the rest of the way. I'm going, to be looking on the, I'm going to be looking on the glass half full. I'm not going to be doing any negative self-fulfilling prophecy about looking at it. It's all going to be about moving forward, not looking back at what happened in the past. We're going to do a process of what we could have done better tonight, um, and then it's going to be about what we got to do to beat Texas. Yeah. Because suddenly, I mean, I'm sure Texas Tech fans who are maybe a little bit more optimistic – Suddenly, you beat a Texas team that has not necessarily been great its last couple of times out, right? They've lost two of their last three. Now, they were really good at home against West Virginia. But you play tight there, then maybe that conversation starts to turn a bit. But until that happens, I can't allow myself to do that. Because suddenly, you're looking at a situation where that's a Texas team that you played really well against, Whenever you played them, New Year's Eve, lot, completely different teams now, you know, more than a month later. But you can you can get some momentum going in the right direction. Boy, Jalen Hill did a great job on Deontay Johnson last, or Keontae Johnson last night. Did a great job on him. Anything else I'm missing here that you want to get to from last night before we hit the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line to start the show? Holding him to 14 points, 6 of 11. Not all bad, right? Some teams would take that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Really good. Um, they did a good, did a good job on Noel, too. Oklahoma still, some of the easy buckets they give up, and I don't know if that's just miscommunication. I don't know if it's just a size thing or what, but, I mean, how many, how many dunks did Kansas State have where you thought, oh, no, this could start a run? Does that get back to the four- to six-point dunks that Kevin Henry talks about? But how many of those dunks, you know, were just breakdowns, how many of them were just size advantage because it seemed as if Kansas State was able to do a really good job of getting easy buckets when it wanted to. But thankfully the Sooners stepped up when they had to and got the win. Uh, I've got a Captain Obvious take from last night too, Josh. You ready? Here's my final takeaway. This is why I would be a terrible basketball coach outside of the fact that I can't jump and I'm a little out of shape and I'm kind of fat. But here's the other reason because – I don't have that overly analytical look at at what college basketball or basketball is supposed to be because I think it's real simple. Shoot the ball better. Got to shoot the ball better. And if you're not shooting, you better be playing some damn good defense. Do we have a Joe Bama seal kind of, I don't know, conversation? Because here's a guy that had had double-digit minutes the three previous games uh, and 
had scored 21 in those first two games but is, was shut out against Kansas and only played nine minutes with a bucket last night. And, uh, by the way, it wasn't even a bucket, was it? It was free throws. A couple of free throws. Yeah. I mean, is this just going to be his part of his development? It's almost like the coaching staff knew that maybe he shouldn't be in the rotation like everybody else out there on social media thought. <laughs> uh, all right, we're doing timeout. Here, oh, I, you know what? Kendall is speaking my language as I peek at the text line. Here's a stat. When the rumors were swirling, 0-4. After Porter shot down the Notre Dame rumors, 1-0. All right. I mean, this is like – Or 1-1. One one. We're trying to figure out that timeline. Oh, yeah, that's very true. When did he, sh- when did he actually – he shot it down publicly, though, on – what was that, Tuesday of this week? Monday of this week? Monday of this week. So, yeah. I guess so, right? Now, you could say, but what if he had already let the team know on Friday or something? Yeah, it was on Monday. It yeah, was okay. on Monday. All right. Quick break. When we come back, your text to get things rolling. Nicole May in 30 minutes right here on The Ref. Do we um, – is is Thursday, Thursday's show, is it the end of an era? Is that our final conversation with one Joey Helmer as a member of the media, or is it already O-V-E-R over? Good question. That would be a question for him to to answer. I don't know. Joey uh, made the announcement on Twitter.com last night. Wait, or was it last night or the night before? Everything's kind of running together. It was last night. Was it last night that he is stepping away from OUinsider.com and the media biz? So kudos to him for getting out while the getting's good. At least I think it is. I don't know what he's doing. Well, maybe we'll find out on Thursday. Yeah, I don't know. That that would be a good time for an announcement. I I'm guess. just saying, not bad at all, Joey, to make the announcement on Thursday, but we'll talk to him. Um, and obviously, that's exciting, man. Good for your big brother. Kudos to him. And we'll talk to him on Thursday. In the meantime, what else was missed last night was an Oklahoma win over Kansas State, college hoops, and an Oklahoma State loss to Kansas. Which, by the way, um, man, Grady Dick played well. I know that everyone giggles and laughs about his name. But holy smokes, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's a lottery guy. I I guess I've watched him play and I've watched him dominate. But I guess for me, it's just never really – when he plays like he did last night, it makes sense, right? It all comes together. Like, whoa, this is clicking for the boy. Look out. He was impressive. So, basically, what does that mean for the Big 12 standings? Well, uh, it means that it's in absolute chaos right now, and that's that's a good thing because – as it stands in the Big 12, you've got three teams tied for the top spot at 9-4 and four in Kansas, Texas, and Baylor. You've got Iowa State, who is 7-5, with Oklahoma State and Kansas State just a game and a half to two games back. And I was thinking about this when – you know, Porter Moser was laying out the reasons that he wants to stay at Oklahoma and some of the challenges that they've they've had to deal with. When he brought up, you know, the unprecedented nature of this league right now, it's a really good point. You don't have a rocking chair game in this league right now. You've kind of become that for some, and they can't even trust it. But we'll get a better feel because you never know which OU team you're going to get. We'll get a better feel of if Iowa State is truly going to be in this mix tonight when they take on TCU, which, according to reports, Mike Miles has been starting to work. He was at practice yesterday, and they reported that he looked pretty good. So we'll see when they get their star back. 
All right, um, anything else from last night we need to hit, or you want to dive into the texts here? Let, let's dive on in. Okay, so the best way to get in touch with the show is kind of three to fourfold, right? We try to make ourselves as accessible as possible. There's Twitter, at Josh Sean Ref, Ahmed Plank Show. Everybody should follow us at KREF Sports. Uh, there's the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. There is the Riverwind uh, – Riverwind Casino jackpot line, the call-in line, at 405-329-9000. You can fax the show. No, I'm just kidding. A lot That'd of ways. Cool. That would be cool. A lot of ways to get in touch with the show. Hit us up. That might get us into uh, an older demographic. The first thing I ever sent to uh, Jim Rome was a fax. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Got read, too. He, he read it on the he air? He read it. That's cool. Now, looking back on it... Um, it was my recap, Josh, from a trip to a Dallas Cowboys-Oakland uh, Raiders exhibition game <laughs> when Jeff George was playing. There might have been some things said in there that weren't the kindest things ever said about the city of Dallas or their people. So I, um, I'm i pretty sure that the statute of limitations is up on that, but I would like to apologize. Anyway, here's our text to That's the show awesome. so Did far. Did Jim Rome enjoy it? He laughed. That made me happy. Never called the show, though. Uh, Brian writes, those individuals that are scared of the SEC move are the ones that want to get into a fight but tattle wherever you punch them, whenever you punch them first. I kind of like that analogy, right? There's the guy who's talking all the trash. And he's like, you want to go? You want to go? You got a problem? You want to go? And the next thing you know, that guy's gone. It's like, what just happened to that? the guy that was talking all the gas? We had a, we had a kid in high school. That, now, I listen, I was a skinny nerd. Um, and I always had cool, big, strong friends like Mike Pointer. Rest That's in peace. smart, yeah. Right? Good job surrounding yourself But with that. we always had Dave Ufert, and Dave was awesome, rest in peace, but he was also the guy that would start talking all the trash, and then the next thing you know, Mike Pointer's in the fight, and Ufert's nowhere to be found. <laughs> it's like, where'd Dave go? Dave, we're, I'm, this guy's getting ready to pummel me because I'm standing next to him. That's a really good analogy. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah, you want, you want some of this? You, you, you try to come get it from Oklahoma. We're going to take you down. We're going to take you down. Then it's like, all right, let's go. It's like, whoa, hold up here. Yeah, hang on a second. Hang on here, tough guy. You're finally getting what you all want and ask for. We want a better home schedule. I, don't, I am tired of seeing Kansas State. Purple makes me sick. I want a new home schedule. Great, you're going to get LSU and, you know, maybe – whoa, hold on here. Hold on just a second. Somewhat sarcasm, but you get the point. Uh, on that point, one thought on the Kings. And by the way, I'll make this very clear. Barry is say whatever he wants. This isn't an indictment of what Coach Switzer said. He is more than entitled to feel the way that he wants to. And my man can say whatever, whenever, wherever he wants. He's the greatest. But it's the fans that I kind of get a little bit perturbed with. There's, you know what? There it is, Josh. I'm sorry. I'm on the prep page. Hit what the 715 just said. Because there it is. There, there it is in everything we could ever want. It's kind of like when Cartman got punched by Kyle and started crying. Exactly. When Kyle finally, and then he went and told his mom, Ma'am! But I got to get caught up on my South Park storylines. Somehow Cartman lives in an, in an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile now. That's their home. It's literally the, the hot dog. So I got to get caught up on these stories. Well, I have no information for you on that. I know, right? We've, I'm still trying to chug along through Integrity Farms. Yeah, I, <laughs> Integrity Farms. 
Kendall writes, Ollie Crow today, Tanner Groves played one of his best games as a Sooner last night. I, again, in, in my very simpleton ways of how I would handle a post-game press conference, Coach, why'd you win the game? Well, I mean, we shot the ball well. And Tanner played well. See you guys later. I mean, that, literally, he was. He was really good. He was very – he was physical in the post. Some of those things that – you know, fans have been just freaking out about. Oh, he's a, I, what was it? My 11-year-old is stronger in the post than Tanner Groves. Not last night. Pretty tough 11-year-old. Pretty strong. Jenny Baranchek, get on the phone. But 16 points, six boards. I like, too, there were several times when Oklahoma was able to maintain possessions. And I love that. Not necessarily getting an offensive board, but tapping it back out and someone being there. Putting pressure. Yeah, he played really, really well last night. Um, but he, here's the one that I was going to get to on the King. Because, like I said, Barry can say whatever he wants. One thought that I had on Coach Switzer's comments, OU had an average st- strength of schedule of 6.62 for his career. LSU's strength of schedule late last year was 5.47. So I'm kind of confused at his concern with upgrading opponents when – he was playing a better schedule. I, you know, I keep going back to this over and over and over for all the conversations we've had about what Coach Switzer said in, in Bill Hastings' column in the Tulsa World. And I've got that linked up on my Twitter page at Plank Show if you want to go look at it. I, it's just you know, a couple quick thoughts from the coach. Is I think this has everything to do with last year's football team. I really do. If Oklahoma, and I know they're – there were some Lincoln Riley thoughts that came out of that, and you know that's kind of like the four-letter word around here when you try to come up with a reason to defend Lincoln Riley. It's like, oh, you, how dare you? But honestly, if Oklahoma would have pulled off the very least just like four of those games last year, different world. But 49-0? to Four of those games, and you're talking about a 10-win season. Nah, okay, maybe I should calm down a two little bit. Two of them. But two of them, there you go. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back to earth. But no, my, my point is, if you're if you're in a situation where you base everything on 49-0 and the record last year, then what he said is going to be the way that you feel right now. Absolutely. Probably he's not talking about how difficult the SEC is and are we ready if you're a nine-win football team. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, and then let's see, there was two more here that I wanted to get to. And by the way, it's the best way to get in touch with the show, 405-651-3439 of the many ways, the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, this one from Sooner Todd, who writes, Hey, whiners, we are not scared of anyone. Keep on getting top five recruits. We'll be fine. Let's go. No reason to be stressed in BVI Trust. Boom. Served. Uh... And then there's this, a double shot from Brian with a Y. The basketball season is like an Oklahoma highway. Lots of potholes and bumps. <laughs> but if you keep driving, you will make it to your destination. We will get there. Just got to have faith. How much damage, though, am I doing to myself during this right. stretch, though? Will we be able to drive the car from next From the ulcers year? to everything else? <laughs> All right. Um, quick break. It's 9.51. Nicole May is coming up in 10 minutes right here on The Ref.
All right, quick segment. Nicole May is going to join us coming up here in mere moments after her stellar start to the weekend. Gosh, I've got so much here to get to on my little – I got more from Porter Moser post game. This whole show, by the way, is not always going to be SEC and Oklahoma success in the SEC. I just – I feel like every time we kind of start to move forward, something will come out that will change the perspective and get get people a little riled up. That's fine. Like, like this from the 405. My friends and acquaintances are ready to kick the door down on the SEC. Your radio station is the only place I hear the propaganda of OU fans being scared. Your audience needs to check its hormone levels. Ooh. I went ahead and sent him the Barry Switzer piece just in case he or she hadn't seen it yet. Right. Because I mean, there is a reason why this discussion right. is being this had. Is not, this is not just a bunch of negative Nancy. I did or, like, uh, I think it was an hour three yesterday, somebody mm-hmm. sent us. Have you guys seen this Barry Switzer thing? <laughs> I tell you, it's it's the thing that's the most enraging about this job is that you will grind and you will study and I'll listen and I'll (laughs) sit in on boring phone calls and listen to boring podcasts to be as entertained or or as informed and hopefully as entertaining as I can be. And we'll we'll sweat. We'll be doing the show. We'll give them takes and spit flying. And you talk about it for two and a half hours. Then all of a sudden you'll get a text from somebody literally when you haven't talked about it for five minutes like, you guys heard anything about this Barry Switzer piece that's in the Tulsa world? Maybe you should talk about <laughs> this it. This is something we got to accept. Somehow somebody gave our relatives access to the text line. I think it's, you know, I love my mom, but that's usually my mom's thing. It's like two days afterwards, I'll be like, did you hear about Jalen in the Super Bowl? I'm like, yeah, mom, I, I worked the Super Bowl. Yes, I heard what happened. Did you get his autograph while he was a player there? It's probably worth something now. Like, no. It's like, all right, thanks a lot, Toby. Real quick, Jalen, you mind hitting this uh, – this this uh, program right here before we do our pregame. Anyway, Jalen, good job tonight. Um, <laughs> no, stop. Did you see about this article? All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, Nicole May joins us.